This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to Dumpster Diving. Show no record! (laughs) This is where we, we talk about... Uh, something horrible in pop culture. Usually, sometimes we find something that uh, you know was was good and 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 laid into the dust heap uh, of time. But not today, Mike. This might be the worst movie I've ever seen. I, I, it's definitely, I think, the worst thing we've ever done for dumpster diving. It's it well, we've done small something. wonder. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I have to credit my uh, beautiful, busty bride for this one. Uh, she she loves uh, Showgirls. I mean, it's entertaining. It's like, a, you know, obviously you're not watching it because it's great. Mm-hmm. Um, but And then she recently discovered that there was a sequel to it. Um, so that's what she and I watched last week. Uh, Showgirls 2, Pennies from Heaven. Yeah. Starring, uh, I don't know, somebody whose name starts with an R. I can't think of her name. Yeah, and this is the craziest part about the whole thing. Um, in the original Showgirls, there's like a minor character who the uh, dance instructor guy, uh, he gets her pregnant and like, uh, you know, they, you never see them again. Yeah. Well, he uh, somehow got the money together. From what I looked up, it said the budget was $40,000, which I do and don't believe. Yeah. We did a Kickstarter on this as well. So this minor character wrote, directed, edited, and stars in uh, Ghostbusters 2, Pities from Heaven. Raina Raphael is her name. Yes, the great Raina Raphael. Now, this is a complete shit show from beginning to end. Yeah, you know what? I, I read that she was originally, uh, she was originally, they contemplated, uh, Verhoeven thought about uh, casting her in the, uh, what's her name? Uh, Gina Gersh- oh, Elizabeth Berkeley? No, oh, G- Gina Gershon. Yeah, Gina Gershon role. Uh, and she looks a lot like Gina Gershon. Like I can see that. Uh, I, I, I don't, I think Gina Gershon's a, a great choice for that because uh, she kind of looks evil. Like she kind of has like a mm-hmm. bitch face in a sexy way, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. But they do. I about myself that I personally just like, if a woman just looks like un- unpleasant or just like looks irritated, like I find that very attractive. <laughs> no, really. Like, you know, some people just have like, they almost look like an evil look. Like they oh, yeah. look kind of evil. Yep. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it, you know, that doesn't really, my, my wife doesn't look especially evil, but she does kind of have a resting bitch face sometimes. Yeah, a little bit. And uh, I obviously very much like the way she looks. But anyway, so, um, yeah, so they, they do, they look somewhat alike, uh, Gina Gershon and, and this chick. Um, but apparently Paul Verhoeven decided that she was too young to play uh you know an in aging yeah yeah i would think i would think that's a big factor too because she looks more innocent and uh she also you know um like you said is a lot younger um let's a very baby face at least in the original showgirls yeah i mean even this one she looks young for her age but you know for some reason they decided to make the sequel uh 20 years plus after the original i think it's like 2010 or something they made this yeah, to the 2011. That's when this movie yeah. came out. So it's like it's like uh, I think Showgirls was 95. So it's which I thought it was uh, later than that personally because I didn't realize what 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 threw me off was I thought Save by the Bell ended later than that. I don't know why. Like to me, it seems like Save by the Bell ended in like 1998. But I think it's because we saw a lot of reruns and also they did the new class. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah so Save by the Bell ended in 93, I think, and then they started the oh, yeah, college that makes years. Sense, yeah. They started the college years in 94, which she wasn't on, obviously. 
And then we told our friend Bill that uh, uh, the guy who plays Zach Morris, uh, Mark Paul Gosselin, yes. uh died of a steroid overdose because, first of all, he's like ripped <laughs> on, a, on Saved by the Bell, the new class. Yeah. And also, we both correctly uh, theorized that it, the show wouldn't be on very long. Like, it'd be canceled soon. So we just canceled soon. And in Bill's mind, it would be because he died because we said they'd keep playing the show, like, in honor of him. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Uh, and sure enough, it was canceled quickly uh, thereafter. Yep. And uh, I think, uh, for all I know, Bill might still think he's dead. It's definitely possible. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, but yeah. So, um, but we must remind ourselves that Bill didn't know where the punchline went at one point either. So, yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, but yeah. This uh, movie starts off exactly like the original Showgirl starts off. Mm-hmm. Um, our our protagonist Penny is. Well, she actually is still living with the dance instructor guy. Um, so, but then she decides that she wants to be a real dancer, so she goes to Los Angeles, I think. Yeah, she tr- yeah she tries to go to Hollywood. To um, that's what she says. She's trying to get to Hollywood uh, because. And then Vina Gershon shows up and asks uh, if she wants to fuck or do laundry. Yeah, exactly. But for some reason, uh, there's she she has conflicting thoughts. you know or whatever i think she had those while writing this movie as well she wants to have formal training just like in in showgirls because that's what it's going to take for her to be a quote real dancer but she also wants to be a the star dancer on this like horrible like soul train ripoff or something like that i don't know yeah that's like they're basically like strippers on star dancer yeah, so it's like she wants to do both things somehow. I don't, I don't quite. And get then she it. constantly, constantly throughout the movie, she gets offended when anybody calls her a stripper. But then she makes references to when she was a prostitute. Yeah, and she does. And, and then also, yes, yes, she also does strip. Like she, she strips in the beginning of the film. Uh, yeah, and what's fucked up about that is when you think about it, she wrote this movie. She wanted people to see her strip in the movie. Yeah. And she wanted people to see her strip at this weird-looking bar with only three patrons where she strips not on a pole, but, like, up on a table next to uh, this, like, ceramic Donald Duck character with fading, like, peeling paint. It's the weirdest Like a Chuck E. Cheese for adults. Exactly. It's so... what the fuck is this? And then she takes some dude for a private dance uh, on a pool table. Yeah. I, see, again, this this is a this goes to my original thought about the budget. See, I, so I think it raised like five thousand on Kickstarter, but I think it was more like a, a promotional thing, you know, to like get people's attention, get some buzz out there. Because mm-hmm. obviously, the movie costs more than five thousand dollars, but I don't know that it costs forty thousand dollars. See. Just to get a production together to hire people and that kind of stuff, that's a lot of money right there. But right. most of the houses are like people she knows houses. Mm-hmm. Like they go to like a business and it's clearly someone's house. Like when they are trying out for the star dancer, it's like someone's like mansion they're in. It's it's obviously a house. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I guess it it could have seen forty thousand is very very low for a movie. But I mean, the production qualities. I can't imagine you had to pay the guy who was in the original Showgirls that much. Yeah, I no mean, kidding. You could have shot this whole movie in a couple of weeks, I think, like you know, straight through weeks. It's it 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 looks very rushed. It, it's bad quality. The cameras are 
they could be like prosumer level cameras. I don't think they're like Hollywood level film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it, it's, it's, it's like you said, they're at a pool table. So she probably knew somebody who had a bar like, hey, can we shoot our movie here? It's, it's a sequel to Girls. This, this movie, like you said, 2011. Um, if you filmed a movie on a current generation iPhone, it would look better than yes, yes, than, it would than this movie. Um, it looks like they use no lighting. I mean, but that but that's actually a testament to the quality of iPhones. They do very very good image. Quality. Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, Tangerine, this movie that won uh, like a bunch of awards, uh, like an art house movie, uh, was shot entirely on an iPhone. Um, it, yeah, it there's a commercial own. with like a snowball. Have you seen that commercial where the guy did like the epic snowball fight on an iPhone? That's that's a fucking iPhone. That I yeah. mean, they're they very high quality. Yeah, but so they they used I mean, very good job, uh, children in China. Yeah, no kidding. Keep those nets uh, over the windows so they can't jump out. Um, the uh, but yeah, they I think they used like two or three generations previous of uh, like digital uh, technology in order to to film this movie. I mean, when like we <laughs> so obviously this movie is a failure in writing. It's a failure in acting. The thing that was the most jarring for me, maybe, was, um, you know, like bizarre editing choices all over the place. Just like yes. quick, hard transitions. They'll be in the middle of a conversation, and then all of a yeah, sudden we're yeah, some- that was weird. All of a sudden we're someplace else with no like idea of where we are. The director's like coverage. What's that? Um, like you know, we have no idea where we are or or the context for anything. Um, yeah, I honestly think this movie was being written as it was being shot, or at least very much edited, you know, dialogue and script-wise, because it's just, it doesn't look like it was planned. Is it any way, is it is it in any way self-aware, do you think? See, that's the thing. Uh, the whole time, I wasn't sure if it was supposed to be a comedy or a parody or a straight-up drama. Yeah, because they're, they're... When I looked it up on IMDb, mm-hmm. of course, uh, it said it's campy. I, it is campy. Is it deliberately campy? I am not 100% sure. I don't... So I think that there are elements of it where they... Because in a lot of ways, it's a remake of, of uh, Showgirls. Um, uh, no, no, no. It, it's 100% the exact same movie. Right. It's, it's like Cruel Intentions 2, which it, where it, like, there's no, it just uses the same plot, the same exact plot. You know, I, I wonder if the woman who wrote this is on Twitter. I bet we can get an interview with her, and I would love to do that. Oh, I will try. I'll try, I'll give it an honest effort to try to get it. Really? I mean, I if we can find her, I, I have a lot of questions about this movie. And, it, I, and not even out of the sake of cruelty. I just, I, I want to know what was going on in her head when she did this. Like, I'm not even kidding. If there, This woman might be mentally ill, and I'm not, I'm not saying that to be a dick or anything. Like, there's a very weird quality to this movie that I do not understand how a sane person could have done this. Yeah, well, so speaking of that, she's trying to get to Hollywood. Um, she meets this- From Las Vegas. That's a day's drive. And it's, it's, it's a couple hours drive. Yeah, it's like a three-hour drive. It's 2011. You could fucking Uber to Hollywood from Las Vegas probably. But she, um, she, she meets this dude. Um, who is the guy from the first movie that picked up uh, Elizabeth Berkeley? My wife pointed out because I don't recognize anybody. And she pulls a fucking. And that's the thing is like he's a terrible actor. 
in this. Um, so is it on purpose? I, I need to know. I'm going to try to get an interview. I'm not sure. See, and then, the, and then okay, she pulls the knife out immediately, like, no hanky-panky. And he's like, oh, I'm going to stop the gas station. Yeah, you're right, a gun. <laughs> and so it's not the switchblade from the first one. They've upped the stakes. So then they, he's like, okay, I, I'm going to get a drink. And he stopped there, and then the next thing, they cut to them fucking in the bathroom. Yeah, and then he goes to... He went pull- from pulling a gun on the guy to having sex with them in a bathroom in five minutes. And he goes to pull down her shirt, and then they, another hard cut, and they're all of a sudden, they're in the car again. And it's like, what is going on? Like, I felt, I see like, it. I felt like I was getting yeah. whiplash. Yeah, I'm like, was that a fantasy? I, I don't know if that actually happens. So she actually, and, and, and then I'm like, okay, obviously she's not gonna make herself be nude in this. She's she wrote the movie, and then the very next fucking, yeah, yeah, she's nude a lot in this movie. Like you, and she has a very nice body, not just for a woman of her age, which is sexist and accurate, right. but she she looks very nice naked. Yeah, yeah, um, but yeah, so she. She like the guy. Okay, she was married to a rich man, and for a vanity project for like a milestone birthday, he's like, "Okay, let's make this sexy video of you, and we'll call it a movie." That would make sense, I guess. Yeah, I guess. But they were on Kickstarter for this shit. Yeah, like I said, I think that must have been just promotional because, or maybe to do edits because it was like a very low cost. It was it wasn't forty thousand dollars. But she, uh, so he says, we're gonna play strip poker, and if if I win. You you know you got to go to this place with me, but if you win, I'll take you all the way to Hollywood. Uh, so he takes her to this barn. Why yes. does she think? Why does she think that that's gonna be a place to play strip poker? Um, and she's already had sex with him. Yeah. So she takes. Ooh, him now I can see you naked. And he's like, "Oh, I forgot my wallet." So I'm going to go back. To, why does he need his wallet if they're playing strip poker? So yes, he goes, and that is what happens in the first movie as well. He's at the casino with her. He's like, oh, I need to go get so-and-so. So he goes back to the car and then just drives off. Like, I fucked her. You know, we're good. Um, yeah, and again, uh, Las Vegas to Los Angeles. What? Is that a two-hour drive probably? It's not far. It's, a, it's about three hours. Okay, yeah, three hours. Yeah. And it's nighttime. It was daytime when they left. It's like pitch of <laughs> dead of night. So she finds uh, some people, one dressed as Marilyn Monroe, and then a couple other fuckers. Um, yeah, this was like the beginning of like the surreal. This like, are they just gonna make a completely different thing here now? Yeah, this is where they, I- were, they were not. I think she took every idea she ever had for a movie and threw it into the. This is where I was like, "What the fuck?" So um, they're driving in the car. First of all, the Marilyn Monroe's like, "You can't come with us. Fuck you." And the one of the guys, it's a person with a blonde wig. Yeah. And then one of the guys is like, hey, just come with us. It's okay. So uh, we're in the car. It's revealed that, um, oh, by the way, when she was stripping, she was approached by a Hollywood producer who wanted her to audition for striptease or for, um, was it striptease? Showgirls. It was was the movie. Okay. It was Showgirls 2. Yeah. For the movie that we were watching. Yes. Um. So and she, she has this card constantly with her. We, we, it's very proper. They, they spend a lot of the budget on this card, I think is what happened. She she stores the card uh, apparently in her vagina because she just opens yes. her legs, pulls it out, looks at it. It's a plain white card with whatever his name is on it and then just says Hollywood producer in big yes. letters. Yes, Hollywood no, producer. No studio affiliation. That's the card of a guy who who picks up women getting off the bus to Hollywood. Yeah, exactly. Oh, so, he's a Hollywood producer. 
So then they stop to pee. Uh, I don't know why they can't stop at a gas station, but they stop by the side of the road to pee. Uh, she has the weirdest phone conversation I've ever heard in my life on uh, on camera. Where she's oh my like, god, I I forgot about this whole part. She's like, I want to be a star, and oh, blah blah blah. I want to be a star dancer. The word star dancer. Don't make that into a drinking game. You will die. Oh yeah. So then she's like, I've got to pee to the phone. And then she hangs up the phone and goes to pee. Uh, she pulls the the card out again because, you know, she needs her vagina free to pee, I guess. I don't know. Uh, That's not how that works. She, I, know, I, I know. She urinates, throws it down on the ground, and then like a cat, like kicks some dirt yes. over this. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> she comes back. And for some reason that is never, ever, ever explained. Never in this movie, explained at all. Not Marilyn once. Monroe has murdered the two men that were yes. with her. Uh, and then she's like, uh, you fucking slut or whatever. And don't play the drinking game with the word slut or anything like that. Right. That said a lot in this movie. She's like, slut, you shouldn't have looked or whatever. And it's like, what? How was she supposed to know? None well, of us they, knew. She wrote the they, movie and this came out of nowhere. Did they cut a scene out here? I, I that's That was my thought here. But yeah, she just fucking violently stabs him to death with a knife. And then uh, she comes after uh, Penny. Yeah. And then Penny pushes her over very lightly. And uh, she falls on the, the knife and dies instantly from that. And then there's just blood all over Penny. And then Penny decides that she... Oh, here's the other part that's great. So she's hiding behind the thing. She looks, and for some reason, again, Marilyn Monroe's got uh, like like $50,000 in her purse. Yes. Yeah, it's just stacks and stacks of like bills. She, uh, this car stops, and he's, the guy's like, hey, uh, you know, what's wrong? Did you blow out a tire or something like that? She looks up, and she's like, no, no, everything's okay. The guy instantly says, hey, I know you. You gave me a birthday dance back in 1995. Now, obviously, yes. it's a reference to the movie, but we're expected to believe that, like, 30 fucking years later, this dude remembers this girl. And, like, doesn't matter how much her face has changed or whatever, he knows no. that's her. Well, we know he's good at knowing that because he's a police detective. Yeah, he's like, oh, fine, well, fuck you then. And then... Uh, even though he's been driving in a completely uh, concealed car or whatever, feels the need to take the little siren out of his car and put it on his hood at that point where they should have just had an arrow that pointed to it and said, this is what police do. Yes. Oh well, she, or she, what's your name? Uh, my name is Dan. Officer Dan. Yeah. Police. Oh, God. Oh, so. Yeah, so now she's got tons and tons of money. So she smartly decides to rent a place. And I can't remember the name of the place, which they say a lot. It's a, it's a lot. Seven, and, seven sisters or something like that. Some, yeah, I think, I think you're right. Yeah. So whatever it is, it's $10,000 a month. So why not go there? Yeah. And here's the thing too. So $10,000 a month. I mean, I guess, cause it's like some vacation, like, uh, palace or whatever i don't think they know what things cost in this movie the dude at the beginning is talking about his porsche and he's like uh hey you know i pick you up in uh in my uh my dad's million dollar porsche you know right yeah that fucking car porsche? does not cost a million dollars if, if if there's a million dollar porsche i think jerry seinfeld probably owns it exactly <laughs> fuck 
Uh, and then later, um, she buy. Now, I looked this up. I, I'm not. I'm ashamed that I did this, but I, that I that I put any effort into this at all. But she uh, she goes to buy a fur coat, and the person, the girl's like, um, "Oh, it's only twenty nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars and ninety nine cents. It's on sale today." Yes. Um, and I was like, thirty thousand dollars for a coat? Fuck you! That doesn't happen. And I looked. Oh, it, it up, happens. I looked it up. Apparently, fur can. Uh, now, now here's the thing. I don't think this was sable or or whatever the because I think that's the most expensive one from my my limited research of it is the most expensive kind is sable. I don't think this coat was supposed to be sable, and you know fur coats can apparently run as low as like five hundred bucks or so, but they you know especially the sable ones can get up to over fifty thousand dollars. So I mean I guess you know it makes. Some some amount of sense, but I still don't think that's a fucking thirty thousand dollar coat, right? Because uh, if you need a fur coat, Los Angeles is a place. <laughs> that's that's one of the best lines. Actually, she comes into a she comes into a uh, a pawn shop to look around after having this this uh, enormous shopping spree, and he's the pawn shop owner's like. Oh, nice fur coat. What is it like a hundred degrees outside? <laughs> <laughs> oh my yeah. god! Although I think we can also assume that they just think she's a rube because she's walking around with like wads of like hundreds. Yeah. So like, ah, eh, thirty thousand. It's on sale. Oh, sale. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I It'd think be that's dumb what, not to buy it. I think that's what it's supposed to imply. That that coat costs three quarters of the budget of this movie. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to spoil anything about this movie, but, uh, I mean, before we get to talking about it, but in my opinion, the best actor in this movie is Satan. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's this, there's a guy that plays for some reason. He's dressed like Satan complete with fucking horns and stuff. And this dude, I don't know who he is, but this dude is chewing the fuck fuck out of the scenery in the one scene that he's in and he is just fucking giving it his all you know what i I actually thought you were joking i thought you meant because uh obviously satan made a deal with her to do this movie so his his act was the the kindest thing done maybe that's maybe that was maybe maybe that was just a cameo by the actual satan i don't think satan would want to be associated with this movie agreed Oh, so I'm trying to think what happens from here now. Fuck. So yeah, she's at the house, like you said, and then she meets um she meets that dude, Godric, or something like that. Yes, who is kinda like Kyle McLaughlin in the first one a little bit, but really not at all. Yeah. He uh he takes her out uh to a restaurant. That's his act. It might my dude, this guy looks like he's twenty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It could be her son. And he takes her to this thing. Uh, there's some swastikas on the wall. Now, at first you think, oh, no. But uh, but don't worry. It's worse. <laughs> it, 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 it somehow was worse than what I thought. Yeah. He, he's talking about how, uh, like, the, the basically the, the origin of the swastika and how the Nazis. The, the swastika got a bad rap is what he's saying. Yeah. The Nazis co-opted it and everything. Um, and he's correct. Yeah, absolutely. That is true. But uh, it turns out that he's part of a cult, basically. 
some weird fucking like Freemason like pseudo Scientology slash what movies think of Satanism kind of thing. Yeah, it's it's very strange, but uh, but yeah, that's uh, and that's where we we find Satan who sings a song in the movie. You know, I saw this last week. I've already blocked out a lot of this movie. <laughs> but um, it turns out that uh, this dude is like he's like the head of the this chapter or whatever of whatever the society is, and um, he's engaged to uh, a very busty blonde woman, <laughs> and uh, the star of the movie is uh, you know or Penny is upset uh, because she thought that this was a date. He introduces her to some other guy and it's basically like, oh, <laughs> that's the other thing, too. When she first meets him, uh, she's like she's buying a round for, uh, you know, the entire bar or whatever, which is it's basically uh, a couple of folding chairs out on uh, yes. on someone's patio. Um, I've seen nicer bars in people's houses. So she, uh, you know, she's like talk she talks to him about how she wants to be a dancer like she talks to everybody and he's like uh oh a dancer and she's she's like yeah i need formal training though and he's like oh you you don't have formal training yet? like ballet aren't you a little old to be starting ballet? like like all yes all of a sudden she, like she picks the one guy that happens to know everything about dancing yes yes this guy knows everything about dance he knows the schools he knows the instructors it's, he knows the style he knows how old you should be it's so weird but it just so happens that he has his own studio and he wants her to be the star dancer and isn't he also connected to the star dancer show in some way yeah a little like in a vague way yes i think the woman he's Engage who is a star dancer. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's weird that he wants this new woman or whatever, but I guess it's like that's the Gina Gershon, like Elizabeth Ber- Berkeley portion of it or whatever. So, yeah, and speaking of which, they take these subtle lesbian undertones of the original movie and make yes. them an overt lesbian relationship. Yeah. Oh, very overt. Um, there's a scene. So I'm sure all of you that have seen stripped or showgirls, I'll probably do that a thousand more times for this episode. Um, everyone that's seen showgirls, I'm sure remembers the scene where, uh, the black guy that says, uh, everybody got AIDS and stuff or whatever. Um, <laughs> uh, that guy has sex with Elizabeth Berkeley and it's very clear. She's just like straddling his waist. <laughs> like he's, yes. he's thrusting and everything in the water. Um, they do. Oh yeah, yeah. It's the uh, uh, that was Kyle McLaughlin actually. Oh yeah, she yeah. was in the water with. Or it looks like she's having a seizure. Yeah, exactly. They do that, um, but uh, instead, it's uh, the the busty girl that's engaged to uh, Godwin or whatever his name is, Young Goodman Brown, and uh, oh, yeah. and the star. And they keep for some reason they keep cutting back to uh, to like tiki torches by the. Uh, by the pool, it's it's the worst thing that tiki torches have been associated with since Charlottesville. <laughs> Maybe ever. <laughs> yeah, and then and then uh, then we take another hard uh, hard right. I may have the sequence wrong, but it does not matter for this movie. And uh, they kind of joke that they're wanting her to start a snuff film. Yes, yes. And then there's some debate with her, one of her friends, like, is he kidding? He's like, I don't know. I think uh, my, my other friend uh, was murdered by him. <laughs> so fucked up. And then um, then we go to the star show, and uh, somebody gets, uh, I'm 
trying to remember now. Someone gets pushed over, just like the Gina Gershon, but it's a different character than the busty lady. So it's like everything's messed up with, with different roles. But she gets pushed down, and it's implied that maybe it's the like uh, a homosexual uh, guy uh, who's still alive. Um, who pushed her down because because <laughs> he wanted to be the understudy and he wanted to take over or something like that. Yeah, which made no sense because they repeat it, it's it's very weird. He's like um he like you know he dresses as a woman, um but like it, no one likes him at all. Yeah, even though like except for the main character who likes him. So I don't know, but yeah. Uh, so um they all of a sudden one of the producers is like, hey, why don't we call Godwin and see see if we can get somebody. You know we're not uh, we're not part of the uh, the most powerful chapter of whatever fucking cult we're in for nothing. Let's uh, let's see what he's got for us. He's um, an expert in dance. Yeah, and the the girl that got hurt, the, the you know the original star, she's like, yeah, what we need is we need somebody good, but but also dumb, and someone with a dark secret, so that we can blackmail them. So that when I'm uh, able to come back, we can write into their contract that they could get fired right away. No, no, no. You don't need someone with a dark secret. You solved it already. You just need to write in their contract that they can be fired at any time. It's all or have you- it a limited contract. I mean, you generally know how long it'll be out for. That's all you need. You don't need to find someone with a dark secret to blackmail. It's like, what the fuck? I don't know. Ugh. So they, uh, you know, they get what's her name, um, and then I don't Kitty. know what happens. Yeah, what happens from there? I really do not remember, to be honest with you. I think it basically generally follows the rest of the plot of. Uh, I know her her boyfriend comes back. the The one from uh, from the original striptease, he comes back. Yes, showgirls. Yes. Oh, showgirls. <laughs> I don't know why I confuse. Well, I mean, I guess it makes sense. They both came out around the same time. Yeah, it's a common thing. I mean, they came out around the same. It's like Dante's Peak and Volcano or Armageddon and Deep Impact. Yes. It's so weird how that happens. I mean, it's like, you know, clearly they would have known there was another movie, but they're like, yeah, fuck it. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. There's enough demand for two Volcano movies. (laughs) It turned out there wasn't enough for one. There wasn't enough for there wasn't enough uh, demand for Pierce Brosnan. No. Oh man, he was in some movie, uh, The Weekly Planet did a thing on this actually, where um, I guess he did a Welsh accent in the movie, and the only thing that he said uh, in his Welsh accent was "Buy me a pint." <laughs> I think it was actually during that movie. Um, there was a, you know, they had like make a wish. There was a young man, like he was 17. He wanted to go on a hunt. Like that was his wish. He wanted to go hunting. Okay. So Pierce Brosnan, who is a vegetarian and you know, like a peat activist, he goes, oh, it said, how about you come and uh, spend a day on uh, the set of Dante's Peak? But I think the kid refused. <laughs> Smart kid. <laughs> I hope he's still, I mean, I've heard recently that um, there's been less make-a-wishes because people are surviving more, which is great. So hopefully that's yeah. true for this kid as well. Absolutely. There there was, uh, John Mulaney told this great story. Where, oh, I, I actually heard this the other day. Yeah, I'll tell the people out there in case you guys haven't heard this, but uh, he, um, uh, the Make-A-Wish Foundation, he'll contact him and everything, and, and this, uh, this young uh, guy wanted to um, meet him and everything. And he was like, oh, great, you know, and he's like, um, yeah, he wants to uh, to know what you do during the day, and he's like, oh, no. He's like, 
this is so boring. Like, you know, what I, what I do during the day, he's like, so what I decided to do is, you know, we got together and everything. He's like, I figured I, you know, I'd take him over to SNL because, you know, I still know a lot of people around there and everything. So like, he says, he you know, takes him around SNL and everything. He's like, Oh, this is where this is. This is where that is. And Lin-Manuel Miranda was there. Cause I guess he was the musical guest or maybe he hosted. I, I don't no. Host. No, what? He was a host. Oh, okay, yeah. See, I, I don't watch it, so I'm not sure. But um, he, they were rehearsing and everything, and he's like, "Oh, oh I don't think he's, I don't think he's a musician." Well, he does the, doesn't he do? Oh, I guess, yeah, I guess he just writes musicals. And I mean, yeah, he's a musicals, but I don't think he's serving him singing. Yeah, that's true. Just a cappella him rapping. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. Musical cast. Or, 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 or it turns out he's really good at playing the harpsichord. So, <laughs> so that's it's just him like, oh, he's famous. People people will watch anything with this guy on it. <laughs> oh, he's doing music. No, he's just playing the harpsichord. <laughs> so he uh, he says, um, you know, you let me introduce you to, uh, you know, oh, I know him or whatever. And he's like, I didn't know what to call him, uh, Lin Manuel or Lin or you know whatever. Um, so he's uh, he introduces him and everything, and you know the kid's freaking out and stuff. And the punchline is, uh, Mulaney obviously tells the story way better than I do, but uh, the punchline and is, more in the style of a 1930s radio announcer. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that was he. Um, he they're walking away, and the uh, the kid's like, oh, I don't know if I should say it, and he's like, I'll oh, just go on and say it. And he's like, Lin Manuel Miranda was my first choice. <laughs> so awesome. Yeah, that was great. I mean, the kid just really loves music. Well, yeah. <laughs> but you know, good. For, I mean, you know, great, yeah, good for him. Great for he that kid. He got his first and second choice. Yeah, because he got to he got to meet both of them. So that's awesome. Yeah, and again, hope he's doing well. Yep, absolutely. I think it was actually a she, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, but was, I could be wrong. Was it? Yeah, could be. I don't know. You can never tell. You, you just you just don't see gender. No. <laughs> well, not in stories. Unlike me. Unlike me. <laughs> yeah, you're the one that said it was National Women's Day or whatever. International. Yeah, International Women's Day. Yeah. So we oh. get there one day. You think they? You think they? You think they celebrate a lot uh, International Women's Day in Saudi Arabia? <laughs> <laughs> it's I don't a big, know. big day there, right? <laughs> I, I'm not going to come, and I like my head that you attach my shoulders. Oh, baby, let me see your philtrum. <laughs> For those of you that don't, that don't know, that's the little divot in your no, in your uh, in your upper lip. Upper lip, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't really have anything else to say about this movie. I don't even know what happens, though. I do know at the very end. Uh, actually, I think she murders somebody. Yeah, she does. Yeah, she becomes a murderer, which. Is the least strange thing about this movie? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, so she murders somebody, um, and then after she murders somebody, she gets back in the car, and it's the same driver from the uh, beginning as it is in the first Showgirls. Yep. Only this time she shoots him with a gun that's blanks or something. I don't know. I actually would recommend this movie because it's it's just such an odd thing to watch. It's 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 fascinating, especially if you use some kind of hallucinogenic drug. This would be the movie for you. Oh yeah, if you like, if you're a person that likes The Room or movies like that, where it's where the movie is so bad it's good or whatever, the, this is this is one of those. In my yeah, and so anyone who is listening to this and thinks we're exaggerating, we are underplaying how fucking weird this movie is. Oh yeah, and there's a lot we didn't talk about that's really fucking bizarre. Like if we wrote notes, it would be as long as the script. That's how fucked up this movie is. Yeah, this movie didn't have a script. 
It's 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 so bad that it's you can't even you feel bad for the people who are involved in it. Like I mean, it's like did she, she tried? I guess I mean I I don't know why why you would make this movie or think this would be a good movie. Why why you would spend any time making this movie? Spending ten minutes writing the script for this movie, which might be more than it took, is uh is. Waste of time. It's it's a waste of your time to be involved in this movie. It's a to watch it. It's it's an experience. It's an experience unlike you will see in any Hollywood movie. Here's here's my thought though. If this was if everything was intentional, if it was made intentionally bad, if every decision was was intentional, let's hey like if she's writing the script and she's like, oh yeah, bizarre fucking cuts where it's just like. Just like you don't even know what the fuck's going on, kind of thing. Like if she did this all intentionally, it's maybe brilliant. I don't no, know. it's even worse. It's not funny. It doesn't work even on that level. Yeah, I guess that's true. It's. I mean, so if it's meant to be funny, it, it's not fun. It's not funny for being unfunny. That that there, there's nothing. I I don't understand this movie. This movie is baffling. That's what the genre this is. A baffling genre yes. of movie. If you go to Blockbuster, the one in Oregon, I guess, uh, and avoid coronavirus while you're there, um, it'll just be in the section where there's just a giant question mark. Yes. Yeah, that's... There'll be books by Matthew Lesko in this movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. But I, I don't have anything more to say about it. It's It's, like you said, it wasn't funny... It wasn't, it was just like, it was very, it was like watching, it was watching like a car crash and then, in slow motion. And then an autopsy of the clown that was driving the car. Yes. It was really weird. It's very, uh, it's not good. But yeah, check it out. <laughs> it's $4 on Amazon. It's well worth the $4. I mean, it's, it's, it's something I think you should watch this movie just because it's so bizarre. I mean, if you ever want to make movies yourself, this is everything you don't want to do. This yeah. is someone completely unaware of what's going on, in my opinion. It's definitely that maybe a I don't know. Yes, yes. Uh, all right. Well, we will uh, we will see you next time where we will uh, statistically watch something better than this. Yes. Uh, talk to you next time. Bye. Still better than Star Wars. <laughs> Brighton. <laughs>